This program brought to you by alanstevens.com.au. Good morning and welcome to the Be Connected Business Show. I'm your host, Mark Grant, affectionately known as the Bank Fee Assassin from Costless Payment Solutions. Once again, we have another episode of our show where we have a successful entrepreneur and business person from Australia who happens to be a Be Connected business member. My guest on this episode is Desiree Bikari from Desiree Bikari Coaching. Welcome, Desiree. How are you this morning? Good morning, Mark. Um, I am pretty well. I'm particularly well, but it's Friday. It's been a big week. Yeah, it I'm is. really yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Best, best day of the week for most people. Well, thank you. It's yes. a pleasure to have you as my guest. Desiree. It's a pleasure to be here. Right, thank you. Look, as, as you know and as I know, people uh, buy from people that they know, like, and trust. And to, yes. to try and have our listeners um, know, like, and trust you some more, what I'd like to do is I'd like to um, have you talk and tell us a little bit about you and your time away from business, what your hobbies are. Oh, <laughs> look, I, I love to say, like, I love being with my family and with people, but I particularly love my own company. So I have a, I have a lot of hobbies and I don't mean I do them all in the same week or at the same time. But I like to work with my hands a lot so I can go from making jewellery from one week or carpentry, which is my favourite. I love working oh, with wood. Wow. I love the smell of wood, building furniture, building something, building things. I do enjoy working on my herb garden, even though I can't go too deep into the earth because the second I see a worm, they run the other way. I know I like snakes, but I cannot do worms. So this is something... Uh, about me and look I picked up running at a very late stage in my life and I have run eight marathons so far and uh, all that. it is I, I love it and I um my big dream is to run the uh, Great Wall of China, China marathon. Yeah. yeah 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 I hope to be able to do that um another big dream of mine is to be able to fly a helicopter um, we'll see how that works. But look, I tell you, um, the reason I enjoy running marathons, aside from the fact that you feel very accomplished and really wonderful afterwards, it is tiring. I'm not, I kid you not, it is um, an endurance sport. You have to be willing and you need to give a lot of yourself. What I enjoy is that there comes a point during when you start running that there's this idea that your 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 body and your breathing is going hand in hand with each other. And that's all it's about. The breathing and taking one step in front of the other. You've managed to empty your brain from what I call the itty bitty shitty committee. Your <laughs> mind is empty. You don't get to time to think of anything else. For once in your life, the voices in your head have shut up. They're bored with your running. They want to leave you alone and you have no time for them. And at the very few time, now for a couple of hours, a few hours, you're alone. Your head is empty. And it's this beautiful um, energy flowing through you between your breathing, your legs, one foot in front of the other. And that's all it's about. And you just do. And there's nothing more perfect than just feeling that moment. And I, I afterwards, I, I am tired. Actually, I'm quite exhausted, to be honest, after you know, 42 what case? 
but <laughs> my mind is so rested because it's not had to worry about anything. It's just been focusing on my breathing and on my running. And it's an amazing feeling. Um, I know it's a bit extreme to go through to empty your mind, but you know, that's, you know, you can also try meditating. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's just as challenging. You you need to have the staying power for meditating. So that's my form of meditation. Um, emptying my mind is and I enjoy it very much. So that's pretty much about me. <laughs> no, no, that that's that's incredible for for those people listening who may not be into um, kilometers, a marathon is 26 miles, 385 yards. Yes. Yeah, as you can tell, I've run one one or two as well. Anyway, yes. Yeah, no, no thank you. Um, yeah, flying a helicopter, that, that's an incredible. Carpentry, I didn't know about that, but there's something you didn't mention that I know about you. Can you tell us a little bit about the UN office in Geneva? Yeah, look, I, um, I worked, um, I was living in Geneva at the time because my background is in travel and tourism management. And I worked in a department that looked after emergency travel and conferences. And it was, it's, it's an amazing opportunity to work there. But it's also, they say you shouldn't work there more than five years because you do have burnout. And it was this little unit. And I, when I talked to you about this, it was at a time when we had no internet. You'd receive a pink form that would come into your department. And when you see that coming, I used to know it's for me, from, from me, my department, which is me and me alone, <laughs> to uh, I have 72 hours to mobilize a bunch of high-level delegates, people, judges, and whoever to go from their individual countries all around the world to be in one place so that they can have their meetings, their emergency conference, their emergency meeting, and they always had to come through Geneva. So I had to, you know, depending on the time zone, I'd have, I would start very early and maybe stay later contact these people some would get very grumpy because I would wake them up at two three in the morning and they know the deal but nevertheless because they were also very high level very officials and I'd say look you're off to this I booked you on this were you ready to move and then they had to come through Geneva and then they would go on to their to their respective um, destination. And the, the great part of this was that because there was no internet as such, I found myself one time trying to, the UN has this amazing ability to have meetings in the most the weirdest places and locations. And we had to arrange for part to take the people somewhere because we didn't know how else to do it. But I think things have changed quite dramatically since I was doing that but after a certain after about four years I had to let go it was very very stressful because the the, the the time limit you had to do this job and I know this unit still exists um they're very well but you know it's, it was an amazing position for me to have and I was very excited uh, I was working at the Palais des Nations which is a UNH um, headquarters in um, um in Geneva I got to meet Kofi Annan, which is pretty amazing when he came to visit. On that location, you know, the Palais des Nations in Geneva, it has this beautiful 
um, peacocks all around. The, it has beautiful gardens around it. It has peacocks. You go and have your lunch, sit on the grass. You have peacocks coming by. It's a sensational place to yeah. be at work in. Really lovely. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> that's my time. What an opportunity. No, that's that's great. It was. Yeah. Desiree, could you tell us a little bit more about what led you to being self-employed and as well as a little bit more about what you do in your business? What do I do? I didn't catch the last part. Yeah, yeah, sure. Can you tell us a little bit about what led you to being self-employed in addition to more about what you do, how you help people in your business? Okay, um, thank you. Um, okay, so I was previously in a disaster management role. Um, I managed uh, I managed a program of high-level research uh, projects to um, keep Australia safe from natural hazards. So it was always about resilience and knowledge and how to protect us. And then um, in that company, there was was being racially bullied by somebody, uh, a director. And when I made an official complaint, um, I lost my contract and that person got promoted. Um, look, I had been thinking before that of um, moving forward and creating my own business. So that was already on the plan. And I just read it as the universe saying to me, it's time for me to get out and not to complain any further. I, the contract wasn't renewed. It might not be have been necessarily legal, but that it's my time to actually step away and create what I've always wanted to create, which is what I did in October 2021. Um, I founded my business, there's Arabi Carry Coaching, and it didn't just happen overnight, but I had been thinking of where my talents really were. And it turned out that with all my uh, experience and knowledge and about work and being a woman, having lived in many different countries, that I knew how to get jobs. I knew how to do that very, very well. It wasn't just that, um, but I also had a lot of experience in many things. So I thought I'd start my business. And um, at the time I started my niche for women going through separation and divorce, um, the niche, my, my, my client base is more open now for women going through challenges. So to get back into the workforce, for example, if they've been on long maternity leaves when I said maternity you know they went for to have one baby then the baby two and three came and seven years later they need to get back to the workforce people who've been caring for someone um you know someone with a disability or elderly parents um people recovering from a very long-term illness and uh, coming uh, or injury there are so many different variables to why we have to take a break from work but what's for sure is that we lose confidence and I know what that feels like too uh, having been in a new country um, you know when you're migrating somewhere new being in a new country you don't know how to do things and how they their way of doing things and that loss of confidence is where we may come in while I am career coach that's the for me the easy part because that's Everyone goes through the career path, but the building of self-confidence is where we start. And that's where I come in because I get it. So I help women to get back that confidence and somehow the loss of self-esteem, uh, regain that self-esteem so that they can start believing in themselves. And I, I can tell you, uh, Mark, that 
when a woman um, sees the value, when once we've started working together and I start showing her the value that she can, she has, the experience that she can bring to a potential employer, when that penny drops and she believes in herself, it's gold. It really is gold because then, um, you know, it's like you can see it, the posture changes. She's no longer got a round body. Her, her posture changes. She sits up straight and she looks up and she goes, oh, my God, I can't do that. And, and the moment she believes, the rest is just like everyone else who's applying for a job, but she doesn't have that, let's say, that handicap of having no confidence. Now she's in the mold and, she, and we work on something, but up until that belief is there, we cannot go forward because she won't believe in herself. So while I am a career coach, I do work very heavily on building that confidence. And once we do that, um, yeah, we, we, we're off we go, you know, that's one component of my business. Um, the other component is, um, is um, I'm building currently um, what we call the 20th century uh, um, digital, uh, your, your, your digital legacy, because it, this one is very different to, to the other, because this one is about when we, when we die, morbid as it sounds because we know we all will when you die we will have most people try to live a will leave a will or have one in place but the world has gone digital what happens to your digital assets and there are things called digital legacy digital uh, debt and digital ghost and you need to protect yourself on that because millions billions have been lost on digital uh, in the digital world of your assets. So I educate people not only to get a will, which, you know, whether they choose or not, but if they're going to do that, they need to look after their digital assets. So I am not a lawyer, not in a Wilson estate lawyer, uh, and I'm no uh, uh, IT geek either, because that's not me. What I do is educate where they can get this information and what they need to put in place and who they need to get in touch with to set it up so that their digital assets are protected as much as their physical assets, like their homes, their cars, their their, their investment properties, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So there are two very big parts to my to my business that I do. Yes. No, no, thank you for that explanation. Now, for our listeners, what would be three tips you would give for a person who is rebuilding their life. Okay, so the first tip I would say would be, don't be afraid and don't be embarrassed to ask for help. Showing that vulnerability is really important and vulnerability is not failure. On the contrary, when you show vulnerability, you'd be surprised how much assistance and how much willingness people will be there to help. They won't feel sorry for you. They won't, they are so humbled by your show of vulnerability and by your request for help that the world will come to you and you will be served with what you need. So please don't be afraid to be vulnerable and to ask for help. The second thing I would say is invest in yourself. 
especially for women who've spent so much time caring for their children, their families, their loved one, and they put themselves last. Well, getting a program like my Be Job Ready project, um, online program is an investment, for example, is one of those things, or getting a coach, or going to get a massage, go get your hair done. I know you could be using this money for something else, but sometimes that is really important for you. So invest in yourself so that you feel good about who you are and what you are and the role you play in your life and your family and with the surroundings that you're in. And I think the last one is, don't forget to be grateful for where you are today. It doesn't matter what you, for all the things you don't have, but you do have something. You, it, it's, it doesn't have to be huge. Anything that you can look at that it makes puts a nice smile and you think that's nice, that's gratitude. Show that gratitude and then start planning for your future and create that future. Because if you saw one beautiful rose today and you smelt it and it had this amazing, amazing um, perfume, then tomorrow you might see more flowers or tomorrow you might get a more perfume towards you. It's not. It's not about value it's about what it makes you feel like this gratitude and gratitude is a good way to open yourself to receive um, so be grateful for what you have today and create your future for tomorrow so these these are i would say my my three tips um yeah that's it thank you thank you so much some excellent tips there look i'm sure that some of our listeners are wanting to connect with you desiree how can they yeah, do so please um look i am on the big be connected uh website if you'd like to look me up i also have a website desiree be carry coaching um and uh, you, you know you can reach out to me i'm on linkedin i'm on instagram and i'm on facebook well, yeah. not too many desiree be carries around so i uh... <laughs> no no thank you um Look, thank you so much for your time this morning, Desiree. Um, it's been enlightening. Uh, it's given us a new insight into you as a person, which I said earlier is important for people to um, formulate that opinion before they work with someone. So thank you to our listeners this morning also. It's been my pleasure to have you with us this morning. And as we say in Be Connected World Networking here in Australia, get connected, be connected, stay connected. I'm Mark Grant from Costless Payment Solutions. I look forward to hosting another edition of our Be Connected Business Show shortly with another aspiring business owner from our country. So thank you again for listening. Thank you, Mark. It's been an honour. Thank you.